And I think that was one of the reasons I definitely got my doctorate degree. I am now in a position to help be the change and make the change opposed to just, you know, complaining about it or wondering if anybody will make changes. You're listening to the Happy Doc Student Podcast, a podcast dedicated to providing clarity to the often mysterious doctoral process. Do you feel like you're losing your mind? Let me and my guests show you how to put more joy in your journey and graduate with your sanity, health, and relationships intact. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Frederick, and this is episode 63. In this episode, I welcome Dr. Angie Holzer. Angie has over 20 years experience in the nonprofit sector and is a leading expert in nonprofit management. She recently received her EDD in leadership and learning with a specialization in organizational leadership from Aspen University, where her capstone research won the dissertation of the year award. Her paper, Fighting Human Trafficking by Better Understanding Nonprofit Collaboration, showcases some of this research and was published in the August 2021 issue of the Aspen Journal of Scholarly Research. I want to note that we were recording this podcast in January, which is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and so I put some links in the show notes for those who would like to learn more. In today's episode, Angie shares her doctoral journey and how it equipped her with the skills she needed to develop Wiki Charities as a way to help improve the nonprofit sector by providing a place where charities can connect and work together. She is now launching her own academic journal called the Journal of Nonprofit Innovation, where she hopes to bring more innovative research from academics and thought papers from nonprofits on the ground together in one place. Angie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'd like to start by explaining to the listeners how it came to be that I asked you to be a guest on today's show. And it was a few months back, I was speaking to one of my colleagues, Dr. Whitman, and I asked her if she would be willing to tell me a story of an experience she had mentoring a student through the doctoral process that was just really enjoyable and very rewarding for her as a faculty mentor. And as she was explaining this experience, which was about you and your project, I thought, wow, I would love to have this person on my podcast for so many reasons. But the one that really stuck out to me was it really sounded like your doctoral program gave you the skills that you needed so that you could create something that you knew was your life purpose. And that's really what I'm excited to talk to you about today. So why don't we start with, when did you know that you wanted to be in a doctoral program? What was going on in your life where you thought, hey, this sounds like a good idea? Sure. So I've been working in the nonprofit sector for almost 20 years now. And my life's purpose and my passions were around helping improve communities and the the issues that existed in the community. And so as I finished my master's degree and I started a small nonprofit, I knew I needed something in addition to really make a larger impact. And so the idea would come over and over about getting a doctorate. And so that's what led me to it. How did you decide which program you were going to enroll in? I did go online and do my research. And really the best program for me was I needed an online platform. For me, I was based 
in the Bay Area. I was working at Stanford as a yoga instructor and also running my nonprofit. So I needed flexibility. And I also did my research on a few of the professors and I actually spoke to a few of them. And it just felt right. The, The classes worked really well for what I wanted to learn. And I was able to jump in pretty quickly. And so I think that's pretty much what sold me on the program. And you just gave some great tips to people who are considering a doctorate because I've spoken to many students that don't look at Mm -hmm. the actual classes, but you took the time to, it sounds like, read the course descriptions, say, yes, these are the skills that I need. These are the skills that I want to take my career to the next level. But you also went that extra step and asked to speak to some of the faculty. I did. I reviewed who are the faculty members. I reviewed their backgrounds. Because I, I knew going into this program that it was just as much the professor as the content that they were having me learn. And so that's what really sold me. And I spoke to a few of them that gave me the direct the right direction and excitement. And so I just jumped in. I love it. So if you're out there listening and you're thinking about a doctoral program, advocate for yourself, make sure you're getting in the right one and speak to some of the faculty. Okay, so now here we are, you're in your program and... How did you decide what your doctoral project was going to look like or your dissertation? You did a dissertation, correct? So that's a great question. I did go into the program having in mind what I wanted to research. It did adapt a little bit. I mean, I knew I was going into the program, this organizational leadership program, really with an emphasis in the nonprofit sector. And so as the professors would ask me questions or give assignments about doing research, I would always ask if I could do it in the direction of the nonprofits. And so by the time I got to my research, my dissertation, I already had, I already had a wealth of information I'd researched through the process because I knew from the beginning the direction I was going to go. It wasn't exact. It wasn't until my dissertation started that I refined the question with the help of Dr. Whitman, for sure, that took me in that direction. I actually, I want to pause and say... I love that you shared you had a general idea, and I think that's so important because you took the years that you were in your classes to become an expert, to know the research that was already happening in this area so that by the time you were working with Dr. Whitman, you had a solid foundation. And I also love that you shared that it morphed over time and changed because I'm always a little bit skeptical when I meet people either getting ready to start a program or just starting a program. And they say to me, I know exactly what my research is going to be on because I say, wait, how could you know that unless you've spent hundreds of hours in the published literature, which of course you did while you were in your classes, right? Right. I do have to say that, so my initial approach, and we'll talk a little bit about what I developed afterwards, my nonprofit, but I went in thinking I felt passionate about these small nonprofits and I wanted to show the impact, right? And so through my research and through my classes, I recognized that there was actually a larger gap in a different section of research that would be more beneficial to the community of the nonprofit and what I wanted to accomplish in the end. And so I do think students need to be open to be flexible on where they're being led to through the research and not just adamant that the thoughts that they wanted to coming in were set for sure. And that's a pitfall that many faculty share with me that sometimes the reason the process takes so long 
is that a candidate is really married to this idea that they had and they're not listening to you said as you were doing your research you realized wait there's this bigger gap that could move the field forward more significantly i should be going that way and you were open to that and i do think dr whitman and a few other professors were really really important in that process because they would ask the questions of you know have you looked at this have you looked at this and it allowed me to kind of pursue a different direction. And they were encouraging in, t- in the entire way, but I do think the the right professors and questions helped me redirect in the right direction. So for you mentors out there, keep asking those questions. And for you students, when someone's asking you a question, when a faculty member is asking you, have you checked this out or have you thought about that? Take the time to actually do it, right? Right. Here we are in January. This is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. How did your research take you there? And tell us what you ended up developing. Sure. So my dissertation really focused on the similarities and differences that nonprofits have, the challenges that nonprofits have as they collaborate in the human trafficking space. So that's a lot of words. But I I took two communities. I took the Bay Area and in Utah. A very different communities, but I wanted to really see the similarities and differences as the challenges they have. So speed forward, at the end of my research, I recognized that the challenges were exactly what the platform that I was hoping to build, which is Wiki Charities. So you can go on to wikicharities.org, and we have already uploaded 1.7 million U.S.-based nonprofits on our platform. One of the challenges that I found through my research was victims of human trafficking have a hard time. Well, there's three main reasons why victims of human trafficking don't get help. First is they're afraid of their trafficker or they have this trauma bond with the trafficker. Second is they don't trust the authorities. And the third reason is they don't know what services or resources are in their community to help them. And so Wiki Charities is providing this platform where you can look up resources and nonprofits by location and by topic. My research showed these challenges, and the solution was was wikicharities.org. So that's where we are going. And so we launched it a few months after my dissertation, and we haven't looked back. (laughs) That's so awesome. So your dissertation was appropriately focused on a very specific type of nonprofit. But what you did was use what you learned to create an organization that really pulls together nonprofits regardless of what they're dealing with, right? So it's not absolutely human trafficking. So I spent, you know, the entire year looking at research and the challenges that nonprofits face in general. And then I took a very specific area of nonprofits that focus on human trafficking or any related topic, right? Homelessness, foster care. These are vulnerable populations that traffickers pull from. And I specifically researched the challenges that they have, and it coincided with the research I had learned about. And so it directed me into providing this resource for the nonprofit sector. And that is just such an excellent example of this big, huge change the world idea that you're able to pull off but how you really narrowed it down to a specific population for your dissertation, because I know that is also a challenge for people. They come in and either want to or think they need to do this massive 
life-changing, world-shifting project for their dissertation or doctoral project. But really, that capstone research is to demonstrate to the university you have a certain skill set. So it sounds like you, in collaboration with your faculty, were able to narrow that down. But those were skills that allowed you to create the organization that you're working with right now. Right. I specifically remember getting on the phone. I was actually walking after my class at Stanford one of the days. I walking around campus having this conversation with Dr. Whitman and her helping me understand that my vision was so big that it would be more beneficial to narrow it down to a very specific thing, which would be helpful, right? Otherwise, it would have taken years and years and years. And so, so that I, I remember that moment, I recognized the importance of really refining my topic to a very specific area. And so I just want students out there that are thinking, you know, I'm proposing this thing that's really big and my faculty keep telling me to make it smaller. And if you have any resistance, listen to Angie, who's telling you she made hers doable because you were able to graduate. Here you are on the other side, right? Congratulations. And you took everything you learned through that experience to see your big vision fulfilled. And I remember Dr. Whitman telling me that you know, once I finish this dissertation, I have absolutely the ability to continue on and have it grow. I just needed to really refine it and learn the skills to then take it on to to do future research for sure. And ever since I recorded podcast episode 53 with Dr. Lynn Casuto, and if you haven't heard that, I'll put the link in the show notes. And the title of that episode was, Are We Training Students to Be Unhappy? And he brings up this idea of really looking at your doctoral program in terms of the skills it's going to teach you so that you can apply those skills and living out the things that bring you joy and make you happy versus just, I'm getting this doctorate so that I'll be Dr. Holzer. I would love for you to talk about some of the things that maybe you didn't even realize you were going to learn while you were in your doctoral program that's allowing you to be a better owner of this organization. So I think one of the the best things that comes to mind when you ask that question was really having, starting from the beginning to have an idea of what you're going into and then making each class purposeful for that mission. So even when I was in strategy classes or organizational leadership, I had in mind the idea that I was going to research and I adapted it from the beginning, which made it's so much easier at the end of my dissertation or when I was looking up research because I had that content. And so now I do the same thing. Everything is very purposeful in what I do that matches the mission that I want to accomplish, which saves me so much time. So that's one thing I have definitely learned from the program. And I'm curious, we always say on this show The doctoral journey is a transformative journey that will really change who you are as a person. Did you come out on the other side and you look back and go, wow, I changed a lot? Absolutely. I think I had never done as the research that I had done during my program, for sure. And I recognized that each, I think it was in the middle of the program that I recognized that each class was very purposeful that led to the next one. And they built on each other. And so I definitely came out of the program recognizing the purpose of structuring programs that are purposeful in that journey. When I was looking into the Aspen University, they used the word journey, which you've used quite a bit, right? And I 
I recognize why that is now because there was a lot of thought put into the classes and the and this journey, right? It wasn't just separate classes that you're learning. It's it's definitely a journey. And I always like to encourage people, trust the process. It is something you've never done before. People in doctoral programs are, they have a history of being exceedingly successful with undergraduate degrees, master's degrees, careers. And then you're placed in this situation that is something that not that many people do. And even those who start, there's a shockingly high percent of people that don't finish. So I'm curious, what kept you going throughout the program? Well, I do have to say, I was excited about every class just because, like I said, I had that vision at the same time. And I could recognize that what I was learning in that class would add to what I needed to accomplish or I wanted to accomplish. So that definitely kept me going. I became more organized, right? I definitely am more of an organized person now that I'm out of the program. But I do have to say, I did figure out a way in each class to better understand how that class would fit into my vision. And that absolutely kept me going. And that really speaks to people out there pausing and asking themselves, why am I doing this? And taking a moment, or maybe it's more than a moment, maybe it's a a few days or even a few weeks or months of self-discovery, self-reflection, and getting really clear on, I'm getting this degree because, and I always recommend, hey, write that on a sticky note on your computer or with a chalk marker on your mirror, because If you can stay focused on that why and do exactly what you did, look at each course through that lens, this course is going to teach me these things, which are going to bring me closer to seeing this vision happen. You can stay motivated during times where maybe it feels a little challenging. And I'm curious, were there any times during your program where you felt a struggle or a challenge or or fatigued, wondering, did you make the right decision? Well, I I always knew I was making the right decision, but the question was, you know, another paper, another article, right? And so I remember the last three classes, I actually had a countdown on my wall, how many weeks, how many more. And I, I had a lot of friends and family around me as well that helped motivate, but I needed something to keep me going. I do think the recognition that I was gaining skills to be able to then take this, the ability for me to research and become that expert to offer that to the world in the space that I was moving into was probably the most motivating for me. Now, I wanted to make sure we had a little bit of time here to talk about human trafficking and what people could do during this month and beyond this month to raise awareness. No, absolutely. First of all, I would say, because we are building Wiki Charities and all the U.S.-based nonprofits are on there, I would say First, go on wikicharities.org and look at what nonprofits are in your community. And if you're not aware of them, become aware and get involved. So that's the first thing, right? There's so many areas of human trafficking you can help in. You can help in prevention. You can help in awareness. I would say figure out what you're passionate about and at least learn about what's happening in your community. And then outreach to the nonprofits. They say 80% of nonprofits in the U.S. operate from volunteers. So volunteer a few hours of your time. And I would say ask them what they need. Yes, they may need some funds, but they may need somebody to be an advocate. So just find the skills that you have and then see how you can benefit your community.
So in addition to the invitation to get involved, do you have any final words of wisdom or maybe a favorite quote you'd like to share with the listeners? Sure. So I purposely on our website, when you get an email or there's always a quote on there, but this is one of my favorite Mahatma Gandhi. It's, you must be the change you wish to see in the world, right? So if you recognize the vision that you have and that change that you want made, you need to be, you know, gain the skills in order to help participate in that change. And for me, the journey at Aspen was definitely part of that process. I do have to say that because I was so ingrained in doing the research and through the journals, we've decided to launch this month, the Journal of Nonprofit Innovation. We do hope that people that are you know, recognizing a challenge that's out there and want to do the research, there is a platform now to be able to help the nonprofits recognize the research. So it's Journal of Nonprofit Innovation. And that's something we're launching this month with the Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And Angie, I'm going to be sure to have all those links in the show notes for the listeners. But that is one of my favorite quotes, too. And we're recording this in January at the start of a new year. But no matter when it is that you're listening to this podcast, I would love to just encourage you to pause and ask yourself, what are the things I can be doing to be the change? Whether you're in a program, considering a program, a faculty, an administrator, a partner or a friend or a family member supporting someone in a program, what can you do to be that change? Starting with that mindset, I think would, would be a good place for us to all start. Yeah, I do think, you know, oftentimes on social media, we hear people complain about certain things. And I just think, make the changes that you need. And now I am in a position, I feel like, to be able to be more of a voice for the change that needs to happen. And I think that was one of the reasons I definitely got my doctorate degree, that I am now in a position to help be the change and make the change opposed to just, you know, complaining about it or wondering if anybody will make changes. I love that. Well, Angie, thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of today's show. Again, everyone out there listening, be sure to go to Wiki Charities and get involved. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Until then, I'm wishing you more joy in your journey. The Happy Doc Student Podcast is brought to you by expandyourhappy.com, and you can learn more there. Hey, one more thing, just a quick reminder that the information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only.